Hey, curious traveler, thanks for stopping by. Fix yourself a tiny little espresso and sit back to enjoy this episode because you're listening to the Bella Italy podcast. Hey folks, welcome to the show. I'm Brian, your host for this Bella Italy podcast. And I'm Anthony Campopiano, owner of the Italy with Bella travel company. And together we're taking you on a tour of Italy, introducing you to our favorite places, people. And of course, our favorite foods, wines, and spirits for you to enjoy. So if you're planning to travel to Italy, do yourself a favor. Check with us first, because when you travel to Italy with Bella, you feel like you're with family. You can check us out online anytime at italywithbella.com. And with that said, let's jump into our topic for today. Anthony, what are we talking about? We are talking about my Bella Umbria. Um, <laughs> very excited today. You feel like you're, you're going home here. This is your homecoming <laughs> episode. <laughs> Tell yeah, us why. Why, why is Umbria special to you? So um, back in 2010... Um, we uh, decided that uh, we wanted to get a, a small home to go to. And as we did our research, knowing the country and, and knowing where um, we wanted to be, we looked at, all right, what's close to Rome? What's close, which is Lazio? What's close to um, Tuscany? And there's this little, little, um, the heart of Italy, it's called the Green Heart, right? Um, it, and that's Umbria. It's, it's the nickname. And what we loved about Umbria is it was in between Florence slash Tuscany and Rome, and it was easy to get to um, by train, right? So um, we decided to start looking uh, at Umbria just because of locale, but then we really noticed was it was quieter, um, not in a sense that it wasn't, you know, tourists or people, but it was also still, I guess you would say, um, unfound, right? That there was, there was still the old world traditions, there was small hamlets, um, that you could go to and still be minutes away from getting to Tuscany or get, driving to Tuscany or even getting on a train locally. So what we loved about it is when we went to these small hamlets, it was very um, community oriented, right? Even one town a mile away from another, they had their own traditions and their own um, old fashioned way of daily life. And we really loved it. So we lived in a, a small um, hilltop town called Pasciano. And we had two restaurants, uh, a pharmacy, a meat market, really small. I think it was about 450 people total. But you can go two miles to another hamlet, um, which was called Panacale, which is really big. It had three restaurants. Um, and it was just it was just the, you know, it wasn't as many English speakers. There wasn't as much as an overwhelming of tourists. And you really had a, I really felt like I was home in Italy, when I, when I see Italy, when I think of Italy, and you you see that in Bel Paso, right, where there's more Italians than you have English speakers, and and I just felt that it was, you know, the food the food is great. I I, I felt that the, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 to learn uh, about the culture there and learn the people and become friends with the people was easier too. When you go to Florence, it takes years to really build a community. When you go to Rome and these bigger cities, it's a little tougher to blend in or or at least find your your way around, right? So. Um, yeah, of course, the cost was less, right? And whether it's the food cost, whether it's the, the housing cost, the taxes, whatever it was, it was just, uh, it was just easier to uh, jump in and to, um, 
you know, really take in Italy and take in, you know, being a new homeowner in Italy because of the day-to-day life and uh, the flow of day-to-day life in Umbria. Yeah. All right. That makes perfect sense. And we'll get back to the kind kind of what you took away. What was your experience living there? Um, and as we do in these episodes, we're going to walk through uh, either a, a city or an, a region. So last week we did Rome. This week we're doing Umbria. So Rome is a city. Umbria is an entire uh, region. And within mm-hmm. that region, we've got, uh, of course, some major cities, uh, um, we, you know, listeners may be familiar with uh, places like Perugia, uh, also Assisi, as in St. Francis of Assisi. Um, but other than that, we, we are talking about a region that is nestled right in between, uh, you know, we entered into Rome, which is Lazio, and then we went directly north. Now we're going directly north into Umbria, right in the middle I mean, it is in the heartland, uh, as you mentioned. And then if you continue going north, you hit Florence and eventually Bologna. And so this is our trek right now, how we're, we're taking uh, a little bit of a tour here. And so we did Rome last week. We had some positives and some negatives. And uh, just a quick recap. I mean, Rome is a great entry point into Italy, but it's a lot of people. <laughs> it's crowded, uh, dirty, noisy, and hard to find some good food, although there are tons of things to see and tons of good food to eat. Now, uh, getting off of the beaten path a little bit and trekking up into Umbria, this is a place that we like to send our clients, Italy with Bella. And so let's get into some of the positives right away here. One of the reasons I love sending our clients to Umbria is they get the small town feel very quickly. Now, certainly you can do this in Lazio, but what I love about Umbria is, as you had mentioned a minute ago, it's unknown. I mean, there's not a lot of tourism, unless for religious purposes, people go to a CC. Uh, there is a, an English-speaking university in Perugia, but other than that, it, it's virtually unknown. It's not a heavy traffic place, and, and there's a couple different reasons for that. Um, you know, the high-speed trains pass through and don't often stop inside of Umbria, um, although there is some easy means of transport to get around. But one of the things that I enjoyed, and then I want to hear from you some of your positives uh, from living there, but one of the things that I've enjoyed as we've traveled in Umbria before, uh, we had another friend of ours on this one trip. I remember uh, Corey was with us and we had a blast uh, coming around Perugia to Assisi. Um, we came all the way down as far south as Spoleto, I think, and we, we got to do some food and wine tour and tastings that were just phenomenal. But the feel was you weren't being sold something. You were Mm -hmm. really in the countryside, away from the mass transit, away from the, the, the crowd and confusion of the bigger cities that you have anywhere in Europe or anywhere in the world. You know, Italy is no different than that. But when you get into a place like Umbria, you feel like you really are in the heartland. You feel like you're in, you know, Midwest America and you're getting to to really uh, sample what life is like as an Italian living in Italy. And of course, you can do that anywhere. 
in Italy. <laughs> but as far as our perception as Americans, I think the um, the the immediate uh, fulfillment from sitting at a villa like we had that one time with the pool outside and an Umbrium uh, hillside, uh, you know, little hilltop towns oh, at night for dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm, I'm salivating already. I want, I can't wait to go back. I live in Italy. I can't wait to go back. So those are, those are a couple of the highlights for me. That's what pulls my heart uh, towards Umbria. I know with you and Denise, uh, you had before Italy with Bella, uh, you had a, a, another group, another company uh, that was called Bella Umbria. And mm-hmm. so I know this, this really is your heartland as well. So let's dig into a little bit of your positives here. Why is it so special to you? Well, it's special to me if I look at from what it, the reason we bought there, right? And the reason we go back every year and we see friends is I go back to if you really want to do what you just said, you want to open your windows in the morning and hear people talking and, and everyone knows each other and is that community. We talked a little bit about that. And to give you a perfect example, um, I try to, or we try to, when a customer comes to us or a client comes to us and they say, listen, this is our first time or even second time and go to Italy, we really want to have an Italian experience, right? And and you said it, and believe me, you can if you're in Rome and Florence, it's a little tougher in Venice, right? And they'll we'll put Florence on their uh, itinerary, we'll put Rome because they have to see it, the kids haven't seen it. And then we'll say, listen, spend four days in Panacale. Spend four days in Cita della Pieve, right? Um, these are towns, hilltop towns on the northern side of, um, or near their lake on the, uh, on the, uh, in what do you call it? Lago Trasimano. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's close to Tuscany. It's close to the train stations. And what happens is, is they always come back and say, gee, I wish I spent more time in Umbria. I go, well, why? Because it was, I felt more connected. Right, I feel that um, I can drive a car there. That's the other thing is people don't realize it's a lot easier to get around. It's 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 a lot of farmlands. It's a lot of uh, easy to traverse. Um, maybe not as trains as much, like getting around and getting to train stations. But even the train stations, you can park your car for free and get on, get on the train and go up to Tuscany or go down to Rome. Right. So I think the experience that you're talking about is exactly it. And what they notice is. When I walk into a restaurant, they remember me because there might have only been 20 people at the restaurant the day before, right? And you go to the cafe and they're friendlier because they're getting to know you, right? So there's just the acknowledgement of, oh, you're here. You're not a tourist. You're almost like family, right? You're coming to visit us uh, once or twice a day for a coffee. You're coming in. So that is uh, what I noticed, right? As soon as I was there, even shopping for a, a home, this is what our customers and every every client says. Geez, I wish I spent more time there. Out of all your trip, what did you like the most? Well, the most I loved about Umbria is because I felt like I got that experience you're talking about. Now, right. us at Italy with Bella, we try to do that in every city, right? We got customers that go for seven days in Rome. We'll get them that Italian experience, whether it's an apartment, the location where they are, um, the, the restaurants that we know, but. It's just that day to day. All right, what are we going to do? We're going to go to um, Spello because Anthony and Denise and Brian said this. Uh, this is what's special about it and what it's known for. Maybe it's a festival, right? What I know is about Umbria, and I think we were hitting on this before we got on, um, is is that particular small town feel and, and getting that experience. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Let me. Uh, I, I want to go back and and tease out one of the ideas that you had because uh, you know it. it this happens. It, 
I think it's an American thing. I'd like to say that it's pretty you know, stereotypical. Um, you you plan a vacation, you go somewhere special, and you spend your entire time running yourself ragged, going from town to town, see everything to see, standing in lines for museums, and you know, going to the beach or doing the fun stuff, the exciting stuff. But what do you remember? What do you remember about the beach? When you go down to, you know, wherever you go in the Florida panhandle, what do you, you Rosemary Beach or whatever, you remember, I, I sat on the beach for about five hours one day. I got mm-hmm. a really bad sunburn, but I relaxed, right? And, mm-hmm. and this is that opportunity because Umbria is country. I mean, it is in the country, and mm-hmm. you are out in the you're in cow pastures and everything else, and it's yeah you you get to slow down, and I I think that's not something easily discounted, even if it doesn't have the flash and appeal. I'd put this under one of my positives because um, I think it's time well spent. Because what your client, what our clients are, and what you know the people that you've talked to say when they come back is. I really enjoyed slowing down, going to these smaller towns and having some quiet time after the busyness of Rome or Florence or Venice. And that's just, that's gold. And it's usually not something people think about unless we're walking them through a consultation process and they're, they're, you know, being forced to kind of think, oh, I need a down day. I need two down days sitting at a, at a pool, at a villa, uh, just soaking up the sun and having, you know, some, some nice wine and a a lovely meal in the evening, that kind of thing. You can't put a price tag on that. No, I agree. And and you're you're spot on. And I even think about certain clients that came back and it's like, I hung my laundry out. Right. And then I went down to Piazza. I feel like an Italian. <laughs> I, went, I went out and I went down to Piazza and I sat there and I relaxed. And mm-hmm. then I said to my husband, hey, let's bring the clothes in and let's take a, let's take the car down to the train station and let's go to Florence for the day. Okay. So, um, which was, which was, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's a good way of looking at, Hey, how can I get a big city in maybe not stay there for two or three days and really, uh, you know, all during my downtime for the last three days. Now let's go to Florence for the day. Let's go to Rome for the day. And we actually did that with family. Um, you know, they said, "Hey, we're gonna we're, we're, we're sitting at the villa in the middle of the piazza. We're gonna get the train. We're gonna take the train to Rome, have dinner, and come back that night." Right. That's something you know that is it speaks volumes into relaxing and to taking in the you know your vacation in the real feel of uh, taking in what what an Italian does every day, whether it's lunch whether it's an aperitivo time, whatever it is, right? Um, I think I think you're spot on and then able to really, you know, sit and relax, but also take in the big cities because of the location. You know, Italy is like anywhere else on the planet. 
it has its great points and it has its points of frustration. So let's move into some of the negatives here. Um, and, you know, and the whole idea here is not to throw any any town or region under the bus, but to give you both sides so that you see why we're actually recommending. I mean, we're we're talking about places that we love, um, but there are the things to be aware of. And one of the frustration points for me is its location. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about it as a positive thing, but it's also on that negative side for me is that you you don't go by there casually. <laughs> yes. You you definitely have to plan. If you're just a casual traveler, you've probably never been, and that's the reason there's so many you know uh, lower crowds and lowest tour, lower tour uh, volume, I guess, mm-hmm. in that area. Um, but uh, the point of frustration for me is how I can get on a train in one city down, you know, in the, in the urban downtown uh, near, near the, the historic center of that city and get off the train at another historic center of a downtown. Um, and this usually happens in the north. In mm-hmm. Umbria, as you mentioned, um, it's a lot better to have a car. And and that's the same thing down here in Sicily where I live, um, except uh, the exception would be it is so much easier to drive a car in Umbria than mm-hmm. in Sicily. And I so agree. there's there's very low stress. You've got just country roads. I feel like I'm back in Tennessee <laughs> when I'm driving around in Umbria. <laughs> it's low stress and, and actually quite relaxful because you're just looking at fields. And if you're not careful, you miss that little uh, you know dirt road that you were supposed to turn down to go to the winery or to go to your villa or whatever. Um, that's how lost you can just get. And that's a good feeling. It's a good sense. Uh, out in the countryside. But because of that, you have to be so purposeful about where you go and what you do and how you spend your time because you can you can lose yourself. So maybe for some, maybe my negative here is actually a positive for somebody. Um, but if it's your, probably your first trip, you're probably not trying to think about getting lost in the countryside in Umbria. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for second and third timers, I think that negative becomes a positive. What about you? What, what is a, a, a negative that you would say about your home region here? Well, I, I got to say, the only thing different is, is Umbria is, you know, good size, right? So definitely Southern Umbria is really a lot more difficult than Northern Umbria and what, what you're talking about, right? Um, there's a little more stopping points for train stations. But as soon as you go to the, the east side of Umbria, it gets even more difficult where you're getting off a train and then you got to take a bus. So you got to get a taxi to get up to city center. So there is some traversing. Like even Toadie, we looked at a home in Toadie. Uh, we're like, all right, we got the train to once we got the train to stop, and then we had to take another bus and then a car. So it was like really difficult to get around in the southern part of Umbria. Um, the northern part is a little more uh, smoother, I guess you would say. But you still, the best way to get around is a car or a car service. Um, the other thing is, it's quiet. You know, I mean, at night, you know, if you're if you're the type, and we have clients like this, they want to go out and have a drink at one o'clock in the morning. You're not doing that, right? <laughs> you cannot you're, find that. You're not. Uh, they're rolling up the streets like they do in Franklin, right? So, and you know, they're still having dinner till 12 o'clock at night. But after that, it's not like there's a party going on in the middle of the piazza. Um, yeah. It might be, you know, a couple of old men, you know, talking, but. That's one thing. So if you're looking for a late night gelato or late night, um, you know, bar or club, you're not going to see that. You'll see it in Perugia because it's a university town. Um, sure. 
but you won't see that uh, around Ubria. And that's, you know, that does affect some customers, right? We've had, I've had, you know, some customers we talk about, it's like, uh, I really, we really like, after we go to dinner, we like to go dancing or we like to go to a bar until one o'clock in the morning. And, you know, you've been there. I mean, sometimes you get out and you're like, Hey, let's go have a drink. And you're like, uh, everything's closed. Oh, I'll just go to bed. So, um, <laughs> so, so that's what, so that's a little bit of, um, of a negative, I would say is it you don't get be, that, sure. you don't get yeah. that, you know, lively experience that you might get in a city when you're ready to go out and have fun. Um, yeah. and a lot of times it's, it's, it, the towns are so small that you have to hit two or three towns, you know, in a day, you know, and some people don't want it. They want to absorb, like we went to Spello with the, uh, the boys last year and Spello's known for the, the flowers. They, once a year they decorate, well, they're always decorated with flowers, but they decorate the streets and it's world renowned. It packs them in. But if you go to Spello within hours, you're like, oh, that was nice. And now you're getting your car again and let's go to Spoleto. Spoleto's bigger. But, you know, you, we did Spoleto. We were out in like three or four hours, right? So that's another negative. You're going to bop around a lot unless you, we talked about what we talked about, the positives. All right, I'm going to Spello, but I'm going to get there and I'm staying there till dinner and I'm sitting in the piazza. Well, some people don't want to do that. They want to be, yeah. I'm going to sit in my own piazza. I'm not going to go to Spello and sit in the piazza. Um, so I think what happens is is the towns are smaller, and you can add, and actually travel a lot and bop around a lot um, in a day instead of a, a, you know a city where you can take in a day or two. I don't know if you consider that a negative, but some people do. Yeah, it, it's going to depend on the client. It could be a positive. It could be a negative, depending on the person. Mm. Let's move on to uh, the outcomes here. I think for me, I, I, I definitely put this in a phase two, category two, trip number two uh, to Italy. We do have some. If you're going for more than, uh, let's say, 10 days, yeah, we could yes. definitely work totally in agree. Umbria. Mm -hmm. But if you're on a tight schedule, seven days, it's your first experience in Italy, I'm probably saying, ah, hold that for the next time. However, that said, uh, Umbria does have some you know, great downtime, fantastic food, truffles. In Perugia, there's a chocolate festival uh, in the fall. It's worth going to. Uh, Assisi is a lovely town. Uh, even Love, if, yeah. you know, not for religious purposes, if you want to go uh, for the history, it's fantastic. There's a mm -hmm. lot to see uh, in Umbria, even from Etruscan times. And if you're into history and things like that, um, there's a lot to offer. I think it's definitely, you know, one of my top 10, but I'm not going to go on a first trip, especially if I've, you know, got a, a tighter schedule. What about you? What's the outcome here? And then we're going to pick an imaginary number and assign <laughs> it to this, to this region. What have you got? I'm going to, I'm going to be a little more fervent in my, I'm going to be a little, I'm going to expound on that. First of all, I, you're totally right. Um, you have to be 10. If, if it's your first time and it's 10 days, we're probably doing the major three and hopefully throwing a little something else in Tuscany. But if it's more than 10 days, I'm kind of pushing the client towards Umbria because 14 days, you know, 15 days definite. And, I, and you hit on it with, the, with the, the food, right? The food is what I, and this is across Italy. I, I mean, I mentioned in Umbria, we go wild boar. They do a, wild, a lot of wild boar. They do rabbit. The truffles are tremendous. Um, mm -hmm. Between that and Piemonte, I mean, those are the two places I would go for uh, truffles. 
Um, mm-hmm. But just the food and the cost, the cost of eating there, that's a positive. Um, it's, it's so, um, yeah, I would, I would agree with you. Um, and a lot of, you, you mentioned like uh, about the chocolate festival. There's a lot of those little, you know, whether it's rolling cheese down a hill and having cheese rolling contests uh, with the, the cheese wheels, right? There's Gubbio with the candlesticks, the candlesticks, they climb up the hill to the church, right? There's always some kind of festival, um, and most towns do this, um, but it's special to, you know, Umbria, I feel. So um, if you want to give us a score today, Brian, what would you say? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm going to say it's a 7.9. 7.9 okay. for me. Now, uh, the scale of 10, but just so everybody's clear, because I, I don't want anybody that, well, it only got a seven. Why should I care? Why should I go? Well, hold on. <laughs> hold the phone. Uh, you know, over here in my town, we've got a pizzeria called Seven Plus, Sette Piu. Why? Because in the scoring over here on the Italian side, if you're if you're in you know middle school and you come back with a, a seven or a seven plus, you know, an eight, uh, you you did fantastic. So mm-hmm. I mean, rarely does anybody get a nine. Rarely does anybody. So I mean, just uh, you know, we're we're not recommending anything that we haven't done and and would will be doing again and are sending our clients to. So just to be clear. Everything that we're saying, uh, we're wholeheartedly pushing. But I have to, I have to have a number. I'm a nerd, and I have to have a bit of a number to kind of hang uh, a, a thought on. And I'm, I'm at a seven nine because, again, it's not the first place I'd go if it's my first time, and I've got a limited time. You know, just a, a six seven day trip, um, and it's definitely quieter. It's off the beaten path, but there is. That can be a positive. And so it depends on your perspective, maybe age, demographic, all of that has something to do with it. But I'm a seven, nine. Where are you? So I'm a little older than you. So I don't <laughs> care about, I don't Anthony, care about you're a lot older than me. Let's just be clear. Right. They can search us on the internet. Um, <laughs> so that being said, of course, having a home there, uh, I, I like to score. I like it an eight, six, but that's me. Okay. okay. Um, because of just the knowledge I've had and the experiences that I had there. Now, I think yeah. from the first time going there, I think you're right. You haven't been there as much as me. It's like me saying Sicily is a 7.5 and you say, wait a second, it's a 9, right? So I would say your score is fair, but I would definitely Thank uh, you. give mine in the 8s like <laughs> I just did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. So, you know, just to, to kind of recap, we we entered into Italy this last episode before this one and uh, we came into Rome and Lazio we, we took a, a about a two two and a half hour ride north into Umbria towards Perugia uh, next week we will be going uh, deeper into uh, the heartland um, we're gonna take a little tour through Tuscany we're making our way north I'm really excited uh, after we come through our next Facebook Live and give updates on where Italy is as the travel season. We'll be going into Bologna, Venice, Verona, up north, uh, up to our season finale. We've got some fun things planned for that. But I want to give people a, a bit of a, an idea in this first season. We're starting Rome and we're heading north on our tour. So any final words to, uh, to close this out today, Ant, before, uh, before we move forward? Yeah, I think I think what we're doing, I want uh, uh, clients, friends, family to understand, we're doing broad strokes. 
right? Because we could go back into Umbria next year and say, let's talk about Perugia. Let's talk about Assisi. What does it have to offer? And dig deeper. So we're just giving broad strokes and we're scoring it overall and giving the positives and the negatives. And then we'll go back to Roma and start talking about, you know, Jewish ghetto and areas like that. Oh, we we can spend an entire season on Rome if we want. Exactly. There's so much. Yeah. So we wanted to just show some general knowledge. And so when people are listening, all right, how do I want to build my trip with them? And where do I want to go and and, and get a, a general understanding? I think you feel the same way, right, brother? Yep, absolutely. All right. all right, folks. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I hope this information has been both informative and inspiring for your next trip to Italy. Don't forget to check us out online at italywithbella.com, where you can sign up for a free Italy travel consultation. Yep, that's right. You can schedule your free consultation with Anthony and his wife, Denise, directly on the website, italywithbella.com. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Give us a thumbs up on social media and suggest us to a friend who might be dreaming of being in Italy with Bella, just like you. We'll see you next time. Ciao. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.